Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Hey, hey, how you doing? Nick James here. What a phenomenal time to be alive. Episode number eight of Open and Real Q&A with Nick J. I'm joined by the one and only Javala, who's going to be on the questions. Let's get stuck in, mate. What you got for me today? Okay, so the first two are going to be from Nick Barrow. Yes. And the first one is, where do you see yourself and EE in the next five years? Where do I see myself and EE in the next five years? So I'm going to answer it in two parts, Nick, if that's all right with you, um, because I think the two are different. So where do I see myself in five years? Um, I think, well, in five years' time, um, Zach will be 18. That's scary to think that. He's 13 now. Zach will be 18. Ty will be 14. That's scary as well. Um, they'll all be growing up. So um, I think for... Like the sad thing is, and I'm guessing parents that are watching or listening to this have either had this experience or will have this experience. I'm like, mine and Nat's lives are going to be really different in, it's only five years, which doesn't seem like that long, but you know, what your kids want from you, need from you when they're 14 and 18 is very different to what they want and need from you when they're nine and 13. So I'm, I'm aware that we will be less needed, which I think, you know, on a positive will probably give us um, more freedom. Not that we don't already have freedom. I can see my mum watching or listening to this going, you two have a lot of freedom. You're going away to London this weekend and I'm having the kids. Um, and we do have a lot of freedom. We're very fortunate in that respect. And um, even more of that. So we'll probably do more travelling, I suspect, um, in five years' time than we do right now. Um, where do I see EE in five years' time? Well, we've got our mission, which I share a lot. Nick, you've heard me talk about it, seen it displayed on the screen when I've spoken at Expert Empires and shared at Mastermind. Um, so I'm very clear on where Expert Empires is going to be in the next two years. Um, so like by the end of 2024, we've got a very clear revenue goal, number of tickets sold to our events goal, number of clients goal. So I actually don't see the business model changing that dramatically in the next couple of years. But then the exciting bit is at the end of 2024, we then get to map out the next phase of our growth, the next mission. Um, and at that point, we'll be able to explore what other business models we might bring into play. We are already looking at that and testing a few things, of course. Um, I see the expert empires. The main difference probably I see is the main kind of expert empires flagship events. Um, I see growing in size, but only to a certain point. I think I might have spoken about this on um, on this Q&A before. I, I actually don't see the expert empires event in its current form, growing beyond maybe a thousand to twelve hundred attendees, mainly because as soon as you go bigger than that, you need a different type of venue. I don't really want to go to like a big exhibition venue because I think you lose a bit of the intimacy of it. Um, you know, and I've been to events like that where you all attend, and then of course at the end of the day, everyone disperses and goes back to their various hotels. 
Whereas when you can run an event in a hotel, it means that you get to most of the people then stay and they can connect with each other in the bar and the restaurant, all that kind of stuff afterwards. Whenever I've attended events, I've really liked that environment. And as soon as those events have got bigger and gone out to a different environment, I've never enjoyed them as much. Um, That said, how we um, expand or plan on expanding Expert Empires, the flagship event and reaching more people is by doing it in different locations. So um, we're already in talks to do Expert Empires next year in a different country. Um, and we'll probably gradually do that. I'm not expecting to go from two events a year in London to 10 events internationally next year. Um, we'll test a different location next year, which I said we're already in talks and thinking about, and then maybe in 24, 25 and beyond, we might get to the point where we do four, five, 10 Expert Empires events all over the world um, as things develop. But uh, that's kind of where I see Expert Empires in the next five years, Nick. Hope that answers your question. Love it. Cool. What you got next? Jav? So Nick also asks, what do you see your kids doing in five years? Oh, okay. Um, what do I see my kids doing in five years? Well, Ty will be 14, so he will be at school, I hope. He will probably still be playing football. I'd be amazed if that's not the case. Um, Zach at 18 is going to be, um, who knows, you know, could could well um, be in higher education, could be at uni, if that's what he wants. Um, funnily enough, I was talking to a few of our clients um, at dinner last week about this. Um, and I was saying, look, I am not, um, I'm, I've got no rules that says either of my kids have to go into higher education. If they want to do that, then they'll have my full support. But equally, if they don't want to do that, there'll be certainly no obligation on my part for them to do that. Um, you know, he might choose to start his own business. He might choose to come into our business. He might go off in, in a career direction that doesn't require higher education or my support or assistance, um, which is completely up to him. So I don't know, um, I suppose all parents have to go through this, um, this experience and it's a strange thought for me still with the age my kids are at. It's a strange thought for me to think of a time where both my kids won't be living with us and whereby I'm not a big part of whatever they're doing day in, day out, week in, week out. Um, but I suppose that's part of being a parent and having your kids grow up. And I'm sure some of you that are watching this, that are listening to this, have been through that and can you're going, yes, I've been through that. And Nick, you've got no idea what's coming or you're like me and you're kind of... Um, seeing that that's the future but um yeah i mean i guess five years isn't that far in the future for both of them if you'd have asked 10 years i'd have gone no idea one thing i do know ty is that kid is off the charts like there's no way in the world he'll take a normal path in anything um me and nat have said from day one like he's, he's a one-off and he'll end up doing something crazy like he'll end up being like a stand-up comedian or a musician or an actor or something crazy like you know not the traditional path that you would expect most people to take but who knows Zach's a lot more like me so probably more likely to kind of follow in my footsteps but who knows a lot can happen between the age of 13 and 18 so let's see absolutely slight follow-on question for me yeah how hold on, hold on is this allowed i think so jav's chucking his own questions now you see he's got comfortable eight episodes in he's now trying his luck go on jav we've I'll, done eight I'll episodes allow it. i'll allow it. you know um 
how invested are the kids in personal development? Like, obviously they're around it a lot. And Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I suppose there's a few different answers to this question. One, um, they probably pick up a lot just by osmosis, just being around um, me and my wife, Nat, my mum and Tone. Like, you know, my mum, for those that don't know, my mum and her husband, Tony, have been in the personal development world for, you know, 25, 30 years, um, had their own um, coaching business, events business, then were part of our company for a few years. So, you know, like they live and breathe the kind of personal development world as I do. Um, So, you know, my kids have been surrounded by that from a very young age. Um, The second thing is they do... um, as those that have attended our Expert Empires events will know, they attend those events. Um, you know, this might not be, um, not everyone might agree with this, but we do take them out of school for two days, twice a year, which in in my view, personal opinion, um, you know, four days a year out of school in the huge scheme of things for the, I feel like the pros of doing that outweigh the cons that they get to, um, experience you know what I do um, and I guess from a selfish point of view I love having them around at our events um, there's been times in the past where you know I was doing a lot of speaking a lot of events and I was on my own and quite frankly I didn't enjoy it um, whereas you know having that and the boys there um, makes the experience of running um, expert empires a lot more um, enjoyable and well-rounded for me so they're exposed to um, you know they sit in and watch the speakers and you know ty's not always paying attention but i just trust that it's going in unconsciously um i also trust that they kind of just delete the swearing as and when that takes place um yeah, yeah rob moore paul mort i'm talking to you in particular and um and and then uh, more uh, i guess um more intentionally more deliberately um, I have, uh, Zach in particular has, um, participated in some kids only personal development events, experiences. Um, in fact, both, uh, experiences that come to mind are clients, former and current clients of ours. So, um, one of our former clients ran like a one day personal development mindset event for kids and um, Zach went along and I've never forced it. I've always just said, hey, this is happening. Do you want to go? And he's always been really, really up for it. Um, And then more recently, um, I talk about this a lot. One of our clients, his name's Tom Owens, actually runs a football coaching academy up in Liverpool, but also runs, um, he's rebranded it. It was called Mindset Academy and now it's called Super... Is it Superhero Academy or something? I can't remember the name of it, Um, which is specifically for nine to 13 year olds. And so um, Zach's been through that uh, once. I think that was um, earlier this year or last year. Um, And Ty, obviously, he's only just turned nine, so he hasn't been through it yet. But the next one um, will be happening in January, I believe. And so Ty's, I already asked him and he wants to go through that. Zach might go through it again anyway. So I'm always on the lookout for any kind of training or coaching or content that my kids can digest and study. But equally, I think it's important not to force it upon them. I was fortunate that my mum really didn't force anything upon me. Um, I always say that she became an example of what's possible. Um, You know, she went from working in a corporate career, not very happy, 
um, you know, like failed marriages times two, um, not healthy, and then all of a sudden, literally in the space of 12 months, it turned the life around completely. Um, and so I was, you know, I was only, um, what, probably 12 at the time. And she went, well, I'm going to Hawaii for two weeks to go to this Tony Robbins event. Do you want to come with me? And I'm going, I've seen this transformation in my mum and how much it's changed her, um, you know, for the better. And so, like, I want to be part of that. Um, I also wanted to go to Hawaii for two weeks instead of staying at home in Birmingham going to school. But that, yeah, that was the reason I made the decision. But, but yeah, I think um, my advice would be, um, I think you've got to be an example and you've got to, um, I guess, rather than force and push, you've got to um, uh, create the opportunities for your kids, your children to choose to take would be my advice. And that's certainly what I've, what I've tried to do with my two. Nice. Thank you. Cool. No worries. You allowed one question every eight That's episodes. It. That's the deal, right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, real quick. If you've been listening to the Empire Builders podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I do not run ads on this podcast. And what you should also know about me is that I only partner with companies who I absolutely 100% believe in. And so I'm making an exception because of my partnership and my loyalty to keep. So since 2010, I've been using Keep, which was previously known as Infusionsoft, to automate all the sales and marketing in my business, deliver world-class experience to my clients, run e-commerce reports, manage affiliates, partners, and loads more. I really believe that Keep is the best CRM on the planet for small businesses, for entrepreneurs that are building their empire. Many of my guests on this podcast use it and pretty much all of my closest friends in the industry also use it. That should speak volumes. So uh, Infusionsoft recently rebranded to Keep, K-E-A-P. And what they've also done is brilliantly made it even more affordable, even more usable for businesses that are at different stages of their journey so go and get a free demo all you need to do is go to keep.com that's k-e-a-p keep.com forward slash empire builders and by using that link i've negotiated the best possible deal for empire builders subscribers so go to keep.com forward slash empire builders you get a free demo and when you go through that unique link it means you'll get the best possible deal because you're a subscriber to this podcast. So let's get back to the show. Okay, so the next question is from Robin Hayhurst. Yeah. Not me. All right, go on in, Robin. What you got? So he says, I've listened to you talk about starting again with no clients after you and a business partner parted ways. What happened and what did you learn from it? How does it affect how you do business now? Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, thanks for the question, Robin. And, you know, I, I'm always more than happy to share, like, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, in, the, in the spirit of keeping the answer short, because obviously what happened is a very broad question to a complex subject. Um, the long story short is myself and my business partner had built a company together. Um, it was actually two separate businesses. Um, mine was essentially a marketing education business. So I would run workshops um, and masterminds on marketing specifically, and his was in a similar vein. We merged our businesses together. Um, the theory being that you know the power of his team, my team, our combined um, knowledge, understanding, experience, wisdom—not that we had a lot of wisdom because we we're both in our mid 
mid-twenties at the time, I think, mid to late-twenties. Um, we, we felt if we pooled our resources, we could grow a, a bigger, more successful company, which was, in theory, true. You know, we, we managed to go from, like, both run, running multi-six-figure businesses to combined, um, you know, we, we, within a few years, we'd taken the business to nearly $3 million a year in revenue. Um the downside was that there were some fundamental differences in how I wanted to run the business and how he wanted to run the business. And it wasn't financially sound. Let's just say that and leave it there. What ended up happening was we parted ways. Um, it was very painful for me at the time. Um, we're, we're now, you know, water under the bridge. We're good friends. We spent a full day together just uh, a couple of weeks ago. So it's all good. Um, but it was very painful for me because... Um, I had what I realized later on was I'd created this this link between my identity, my self-worth and being the co-owner of this company. Um, and so how has it affected how I do business today? Well, a couple of things. The first thing I remember, um, I only realized this, uh, it was a couple of years later, as a result of doing some work with my coach, where I realized there was still... Um, you know, a couple of years later, I hadn't really got the lesson. There was still this link between my self-worth, my identity and the success of my business. Um, and so we did a lot of work on that. And I like to think that, you know, I've managed to kind of decouple those two things now. Um, that's not to say that I don't want business to succeed and that I don't feel good about myself when it does. That would be a lie. But my happiness and self-worth is independent of the success of the business. We can have a really bad week and I can still be happy at a weekend. That was not the case years ago. Um, so how it affects how I do business now, that's one thing. And secondly, you know, I think um, what's great, I learned a lot of lessons as, as a, a result of that partnership. So there was a lot of things that my business partner was good at that I wasn't so good at and vice versa. Um, and I think I learned a lot of lessons, you know, from that experience. I was young, naive, um, probably a bit greedy, uh, chasing the money, as was he. He wouldn't mind admitting that either. And so we made some questionable decisions because of that. And um, I'd like to think that now I'm making much more mature decisions. Don't get me wrong, we're still striving for aggressive growth because that's the game that I love to play and that we're playing here at the Empire Group. That said, um, I'd like to think that the decisions we're making are more... We're factoring in other, there's other influences in our decision making rather than just how we're going to drive more revenue, more revenue, more revenue. We're making some smarter decisions. And, you know, I think um, I've, um, I've actually uh, built the team taking what I think were the best bits of that business because we actually had some really good stuff in there. Like we had a great culture. We had a lovely team. They were amazing people. And I think we've done the same here. And there's been a lot of things I've done differently as a consequence of that experience. How are the financials being a big one? Um, how I um, choose to manage my time and my energy being another for sure. I actually think being the sole, uh, obviously I've got Elite Closing Academy, which is a, uh, a partnership with Matt, uh, Matt Elwell. But I think being the, CEO and the sole shareholder business owner of Expert Empires. My wife's a shareholder, but the sole um, kind of CEO and figurehead of Expert Empires is actually good for me in that it it causes me to take more responsibility than I did before. When I was in a partnership, it was kind of like I had some responsibility, but also 
my business partner did too. Whereas I feel like this empowers me to take more responsibility for my own, how I show up, how I choose to live my life. Um, certainly make a lot better choices now, although that could just be an age thing. You know, I'm aware that probably everybody listening or watching this is going, yeah, well, when I was in my 20s, I made some stupid ass decisions as well. And, you know, as I got towards 40, those who are keeping track, I am, I think, three weeks away from being 40. Yeah, obviously you start to slow down, make smarter decisions through the benefit of experience. Great. Thanks. Okay, so the next one is from Naya Waters. Yes. She's asking, how do you generate questions for your own coaches? Yeah, great question. So um, uh, Naya is a member of our mastermind, so knows I have a number of different coaches that I work with on different areas of life and business. Um, So I think one of my coaches, um, who I'd say is my main coach, I talk about him a lot, the amazing Jeff Mask, um, he has something in, in, um, in his uh, coaching structure, which I think is really good, which is um, you know, 48 to 72 hours before each coaching session, he asks for the big three topics that you want to discuss in that session to be submitted. Um, and I don't think it really matters what the big three are, it just matters that I take a couple of minutes. It's not even long to go, right. So for example, I've got a session with him, I think later this week. So probably today, this afternoon, I'll take two minutes and go, right, what are my big three for my session with Jeff? What are the three things that are most critical that I want to discuss, that I'm struggling with, um, that I need to give some space and some energy to? um, And I'll submit those in advance. I think just the simple act of taking the time to consider what those big three, and sometimes it's two and sometimes it's four, but he calls them the big three. I think that's really, I think that's time well spent, time well invested. Um, and it doesn't really matter what those things are. Um, it's just having the focus and the intention before you go into the session. I also think that the more specialized your coaches are, the better. So Jeff coaches me specifically on being um, the CEO of this group of companies. And so the big three that I'll submit will be related to my role as CEO. Um, That said, we do also cover off sometimes some more personal stuff. Um, But then I've got a nutritionist. So clearly the questions that I'm going to ask or the big three that I'll have prepped for those sessions will be very specific. Um, Whereas I think if you have a coach who's there to coach and support on all the things in your life, it's actually more difficult to prep for those sessions or to to think about what questions you want answered or what topics you want to discuss. I think the more specialised, the more focused, the more niched the the coaching, the mentoring, the support is, the easier it is for you to get get value from it, in my opinion. Wicked. Okay. So the final question is from Claire Morton. Yes. So what or who drains you? Okay. Um, Have we had this question before? Feels like we might have. Or we might have had a variation on it. Yeah. So um, what or who drains me? Okay. So any time I am not looking after my body and specifically... Um, cause it's rare that I have more, ever have more than two or three days without any physical exercise. Very rare. But I'd say, um, when it comes to like what I'm putting in my body, so, um, hydration, 
uh, nutrition. Like if, for example, and I do, this is called open and real Q&A, so let me be open and real. I might have the occasional weekend where I eat a bit of crap and I drink too much alcohol. Like that still happens occasionally, not as much as it used to, but occasionally. And that drains my energy. Like that does not set me up for success. Um, who drains me is a more difficult question. Um, what I'd say is um, when I'm in delivery mode, so when I'm running mastermind meetings, um, for example, and, and our rhythm, um, so we've got, we've actually got four different mastermind groups. Um, and so uh, three of them actually run on consecutive days every other month. So typically I'll have like a Tuesday, Wednesday, a Thursday where I've got mastermind meeting one, two, three, back to back. I'm not going to lie. By the end of those three days, I'm wiped because energetically I've, I've been in giving mode for three days straight. I've not been filling back up. So I find those days or the, the three days quite challenging. But um, the good news is I recover quite quickly. So, you know, I, I ordinarily only really need like 24 hours. Um, when we do like an Expert Empires event, normally they're Thursday, Friday, um, you know, and, and often we've done those events and they're early starts and late finishes, Jav, you know, you've been there. Um, and generally speaking, I'll, um, you know, we'll finish the event on the Friday evening. I normally stay over because Nat and the kids are there anyway and it'd be too late to take to, to drive back. So we normally stay over, have a nice meal, cut the drinks, good night's sleep, bit of a lie-in, and I'm good. Like I'd, it, Normally that's enough for me to, to, to recharge um, and overcome any draining that might have occurred. By the way, by the end of those two days, I'm empty. Not just drained, empty. But um, normally it doesn't take me that long to recover. I think I've probably, having been running events for, first event was 2009, so 13 years of running events, I've built up a, a, a tolerance, if you like, to be able to do that, to like drain energy, you know, stand on stage and speak and be mentally and emotionally, you know, at it for two or three days consecutively. I built the muscle, if you like. Just look, I mean, like any great athlete has tuned their body to be able to perform and then recover quickly or quicker than your average human being. By the way, I'm doing my best on that front, but I'm not an elite athlete yet. Um, nor will I probably ever be because I'm not focused on that 24-7. Um, but when it comes to this, when it comes to standing on a stage or speaking in front of a group of people consecutively for two, three days, um, I've built a tolerance and an ability to recover for my body, physically, mentally, emotionally, to recover from that quickly because I've been doing it 13 years. Um, you know, given thousands of speeches and run, I mean, it'd be multiple thousands of days of training over the years. So you build up a tolerance to be able to do that, just like anybody does. The more you do something, the more your body, your mind gets used to doing it. So I'd say that that does drain me, but I do recover quite quickly. Um, who drains me? Um, people that whinge and moan drain me. Um, people who aren't willing to take responsibility for um, their actions, for how they think, for how they feel, for the current situation they find themselves in. That drains me. 
because I believe that we are all 100% responsible for everything we create, everything we think, everything we feel. Now, I'm not saying that that's scientifically true, but I believe that when you operate from that place, things tend to work better. Um, and I think when everyone, whenever anyone is in like blame mode and it's their spouse or their um, parent or their kids or the government or uh, their staff or whoever's fault, that drains me. Um, and I'm not very patient with that. I pretty much just want to give people a slap and say, how is this all your fault? How have you created this? Um, and how have you created it is actually a great question. Like one that I ask myself, it's actually a question that my mum asks all the time with her coaching clients. How have you created this? She actually says, how's this all your in fault when she's feeling really impatient? Um, she's got a unique style of coaching, does my mum. But, um, but yeah, I, like, I always like to ask myself that question. If, if something isn't going the way I want, I ask myself, how have I created this? Um, and that question tends to stimulate my mind to come up with an answer that's more helpful because then I can do something about it. Um, but yeah, people that whinge and moan and don't take responsibility, they drain me. The end. The end. Um, thank you, everyone, for the questions. Keep them coming in. The more questions we get, the more frequently we'll put episodes out. Uh, this is episode eight. Hopefully you're enjoying Open Real Q&A with Nick J so far. Send your questions in to jav, J-A-V, at expertempires.com and then Jav will sit here more regularly asking me more questions so we can create more episodes. So um, thanks for watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast and uh, remember as always, more you collect, more you collect. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.